This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badwini. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Badwini, and this is your number one stop for all things Jets content and news. Well, the first wave of NFL free agency 2022 is over, and a whole lot has happened this week all across the NFL, not just for the Jets, but just uh, an absolutely bonkers week of free agent acquisitions, trades, players wanting out, getting out quickly, being denied, you know. It's been a crazy week, but we're here to focus on the New York Jets, what they did this offseason, what players we got, if they're good or bad contracts, because I, we all, all of us Jet fans know in the last 10 years or so, every free agency class has been like instant, like, look at this player, look at that guy, he's going to be good, blah, 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 and then in the fall, we're just a little let down. So, but, you know, spoiler alert, I'm feeling pretty good about what Joe Douglas did the past week. So, off the bat. Uh, the Jets entered free agency in 2022 with $48.5 million in cap space, good for third most in the league. I know we've talked about that a lot recently. And I'm going to be about to be listing a whole bunch of contracts with some pretty high numbers, but you just got to know right now the cap space isn't really real. These contracts, although they were announced to be a certain amount of years and a certain amount of money, most of the contracts are like only like halfway guaranteed, and a lot of this money is going to be spread around a lot of different ways throughout these next couple of years, especially the, the longer-term contracts. So uh, 48.5 mil might not seem like a lot, but it's bad to seem like a lot when I'm naming off some of these contracts. So let's start with just the flat-out acquisitions the Jets signed players from other teams. The first splash JD made on Monday morning around noonish time was the, the signing of Former 49ers guard Lakin Tomlinson to a three-year, $40 million contract. Tomlinson has been a starter in this league for the past couple of years. He's 30 years old, coming off uh, a Pro Bowl season with the 49ers last year. But offensive linemen have shown in recent years that they're, they're, they can be uh, they, they have a certain longevity to them. Like Trent Williams over in San Fran right now is, I think, about to be 34, and he's still the best left tackle in football. So a lot of people were worried about his age. I'm not. It's only a three-year deal, and I think a lot of this guaranteed money is up front, so it's not not exactly a huge spending. So this you're going to see a common theme throughout these signings. Joe Douglas didn't overpay for any of these players. In, in years past, especially under uh, the former GMs John Idzik and Mike McCagnan, these guys had to had to pay a Jets tax for players to, in order to come make them come to New York. You had to give them a little bit more than they were worth because that was the only way to get them to, get them to play for a sorry team like the Jets. What Joe Douglas has been doing these past couple of years is he, he when he's trying to trying to trying to get a player, he gives them the number that he thinks they're worth and he doesn't move off of it. He refuses to overpay. He's not going to underpay. He he sets he sets a, a price on on your value value to his team, and he doesn't move off of it. And most of the time, though, that number is is pretty pretty uh, in favor of the club. So all these contracts, just want to make that clear, all may seem large, but a lot of the money is tied up in different things, and it, it it's going to continue to give the Jets flexibility uh, as we head closer to the draft into the next wave of free agency. So guard Lake and Tomlinson. He's going to be the instant right uh, starter at right guard for the Jets' offensive line. And 
at this point, Joe Douglas has had three years to build this offensive line that he's so in love with this position, and he's turned it into, with health, easily a top 10 offensive line unit. If all five guys on the Jets' offensive line can stay healthy, Fant, Becton, McGovern, AVT, and now Tomlinson, this has the potential to be a top unit in the league. So moving on, the Jets signed former Bengals tight end C.J. Uzoma away from them for a three-year, $24 million contract. Now, going into this offseason, tight end was one of the highest priorities on Joe, Joe Douglas's wish list for uh, the Jets' needs. At last year, we played with absolutely no one at tight end. Ryan Griffin, Tyler Croft, both the Jets were basically playing man down when either of those guys were on the field. But C.J. Uzoma coming from the Bengals, who just are fresh off a trip from the Super Bowl, Apparently, he's a great locker room guy. He's a, a leader, rah-rah, and he's going to be someone that Zach Wilson can develop a nice connection with, as I don't know if any of you guys uh, kept tabs on Uzoma last year. I had him in fantasy, so I was kind of a little bit familiar with him. Him and Joe Burrow built up a really nice rapport with each other, and he became kind of a safety blanket for him, and I'm hoping he can do that same exact thing with Zach Wilson. So, moving on, uh, the ne Jets' next big splash was cornerback DJ Reed. He's coming over from the Seattle Seahawks on a three-year, $33 million contract. Reed is one of the most underrated corners in football right now. He played with, with uh, Robert Sala in San Francisco from 2018 to 19. Uh, they're familiar with each other. He, Reed played on that, that Super Bowl run with the, that, that San Fran defense led by Sala, and he knows the system, and he's going to be stepping in as uh, cornerback one here for the Jets. Uh, three years, 33 mil. Like a 11 mil per year, uh, guaranteed money has not been released yet. But like I said, these contracts, don't take them at face value. There's a lot going on underneath there that we don't even know about yet, and we probably won't know for a few months. But Reed, cornerback, another really big hole on the Jets roster last year, and this is instantly uh, a starter here at cornerback, at and it'll create a nice healthy competition for that other cornerback spot between Bryce Hall, Brandon Eccles, uh, they're going to have to compete for that number two job. And that'll be, uh, you know, just being able to get competition, getting the best out of your players is super important. And I think this was a great move by Joe Douglas, getting a veteran at the position for these young guys to look up to. So the next signing was strong safety Jordan Whitehead from the Buccaneers. Uh, he's two-year, $14 million contract and another instant starter on the defense for the Jets. Whitehead, he's a really, really similar player to Jamal Adams. I know that name's kind of cursed around here with us Jet fans, but... Uh, Whitehead, he's a really he's really good in the box. He's amazing against the run, and not horrendous in pass pass coverage. But you know that's something that can just obviously be worked on. But another instant starter for the horrendous Jets defense that they put out on the field last year. So the next addition was another tight end, tight end Tyler Conklin, former Viking, to a three-year, $21 million contract. Conklin had the best year of his career last year. He hauled in 500 yards and four touchdowns, and he's just another another welcome addition to the Jets' tight end room that hasn't seen this much talent since we had Dustin Keller in 2011. But these two guys are so important to the offense, and it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the Jets utilize both these guys while they're, while they're on the field at the same time while one's on and one's off, but you know how well that, that offense worked in San Francisco when they had George Kittle going. So two uh, starting tight ends, just great acquisitions for the Jets offense. And finally, the last major signing the Jets made, which was a couple days ago, was defensive end Jacob Martin from the Houston Texans to a three-year, $13.5 million contract. 
he, he's not really like a, a starter per se. He's an, he's a situational pass rusher. He'll come in on, on third downs, passing downs to just get after the quarterback. And it, it's just important for this defense to have as many pass rushers as possible. And I know that contract seems like a lot, $13.5 million in three years, but uh, only $6 million of the contract is guaranteed, so it's probably an easy out after the season if Martin doesn't really pan out. So that was the Jets' major free agency acquisitions, but what about the, the players that were on the Jets that became free agents? We, we brought back a couple of those guys, you know, like safety Lamarcus Joyner, wide receiver Braxton Berrios, which was a big deal. I honestly thought Berrios was leaving in free agency. I thought he was going to be a bit too expensive for Joe Douglas's taste, but he comes back on a, a team-friendly two-year, $12 million contract. All right, running back Tevin Coleman, who played for the Jets last year, obviously they brought him back on a veteran minimum you know, he's just a, a good depth to have in the running back room, full of a bunch of young guys. He's still just uh, a, a good guy to have, especially for this young Jets team. Uh, defensive tackle Nathan Shepard was brought back on another vet minimum. I mean, after they lost, uh, I mean, this is a bit of spoiler territory because I'm not there yet, but they lost defensive tackle Foley Fatukasi to Jacksonville. They just need some depth, guys who are familiar with the system, and Shepard just made too much, too much sense, even though he's not very good, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, it's, it's possible he's, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not even going to say it's possible. I, I honestly would like to bet that he's not going to be on the roster week one of the 2022 season, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, depth signing needed some more interior defensive linemen. Shepard fills that, uh, fills that hole nicely. So they also brought back, uh, backup guard slash center Dan Feeney, mullet man. I'm sure a lot of you Jet fans remember him from last year. He was the guy on the sideline with the big mullet. You know, he's, he's, a, he's all right as well. Good depth, veteran. I can't really complain. Um, quarterback Joe Flacco was brought back on a one-year, $3.5 million contract. I guess the Jets really want to make sure there's some veteran presence behind Zach Wilson. And speaking of which, they also brought back quarterback Mike White. So the whole gang's back together for 2022. The, the, the superstar quarterback room. Uh, three competent starters. I, I, I like to see it. And finally, the Jets also brought back kicker Eddie Pinheiro, who did not miss last season after they brought him in around week 13, I believe it was. He did not miss throughout that like seven or excuse me, uh, that four or five game stretch where he was the Jets kicker last year. So the Jets lost uh, three major players to free agency so far. The, the number one I already brought up earlier was defensive tackle Foley Fatukasi. He signed a three-year, $30 million with the Jaguars. That contract's pretty large. I think that was a little bit too expensive for Joe Douglas's tastes. Like I said, JD, he's got a number for a player, and once another team crosses that number, he's backing out. He's, he's pulling out. It's what happened with Marcus Williams. I'm sure it's what happened with who else the Jets were in on. Uh, you know, who was defensive tackle... DJ Jones went to the Broncos. I'm sure the Jets were in on that one as well. They were looking for some interior help after the, the uh, departure of Foley, but I'm, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So another free agent that the Jets lost, free safety, Marcus May. He went to the Saints on a three-year, $22.5 million deal. I know there were some reports that the Jets were interested in bringing him back, but that price tag, definitely too much for the Jets, and they let him get a fresh start down in the bayou. And then the last uh, major free agent they lost, right tackle Morgan Moses went to Baltimore on a three-year, $15 million deal. Moses was fantastic last year. He stepped in at right tackle as soon as Becton went down, and he was fantastic throughout the year. An Iron Man, he played injured, he played tough, and he was just a, a true professional all year long. Going to miss him, but I'm happy he got another bag, and he's going to be playing for a pretty good team down there in Baltimore. So, Some free agents that are still out there. 
Uh, slot receiver Jameson Crowder hasn't been brought in by any team yet. Guard Lauren Duverday Tardif, the, the doctor guard who we traded for last year, he's still out there. It's possible the Jets could bring him back. Linebacker Gerard Davis, who was a priority free agent signing by the Jets last offseason, he's still out there. Wide receiver Keelan Cole, who I honestly would expect the Jets to bring back just to have some more bodies in the, in the receiver room right now because, as we'll talk about in a second, the Jets' starting three receivers are Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Braxton Berrios, and that's not exactly what we want to be going into the season with. Uh, tight end Tyler Croft is still out there, but good riddance. Defensive end Kyle Phillips, he's someone the Jets could bring back. You and I both know how much Joe Douglas and Robert Sala love their defensive and offensive linemen. So as of right now, the Jets' starting offense has Zach Wilson at quarterback, Michael Carter at running back, Elijah Moore and Corey Davis on both sides at wide receiver. We got a two tight end set because we're not throwing Braxton Berrios out there as a starter. CJ Uzoma and Tyler Conklin and the offensive line from left to right, George Fant, AVT, Connor McGovern, Lakin Tomlinson, and Makai Becton. That's a pretty decent offense. The only thing we're missing is wide receiver, and we will talk about that momentarily. On defense, the starting defense has Carl Lawson and John Franklin Myers as their defensive ends, Quentin Williams and Sheldon Rankins as the starting defensive tackles, linebackers C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams. We got cornerback one, D.J. Reed, cornerback two, Bryce Hall, slot corner, Michael Carter II, strong safety, Jordan Whitehead, and free safety, LaMarcus Joyner. Now, I don't know about you, but I would say that Jets roster right now is about on pace with both the Jets, or excuse me, that roster is on pace with both the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. I think coming out of this free agency, with barring health, because I know the Jets are snake bit every year with injuries, if everyone can stay healthy, that can compete for a playoff spot next year. Another year in the system, another year for all these players to grow, all these young guys, and I think it's 100% plausible the Jets could be competing for a playoff spot down the stretch, but, uh, you know, we can always hope. Now, the question is, where else do the Jets' needs lie? So, I, like I mentioned with the, the free agents that are still out there, there's going to be a lot of more depth signings as the free agency waves come and go, but the real next question is, what is the draft going to look like now? Because after free agency, this is when the mock drafts really start coming together, you know, teams actually have their main needs now post-free agency, and, and the board starts to become just a bit more clear. So off the bat, the top two picks need to be defensive end and wide receiver. Uh, and this, in, the, in this quick mock I just literally just did in like five minutes, I have Kayvon Thibodeau coming off the board at four to the Jets. I think he's, I've talked about him so many times in this podcast now, you know what he's about. He's a freak edge rusher, super athletic, pretty raw, but someone I think the Jets can mold into someone terrific. And then at 10th overall, it's got to be a wide receiver. I don't care which one. Uh, my preferred choice is the Garrett, is, uh, Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. He's, in my opinion, the most pro-ready receiver in this draft. And I think if the Jets go just like this, Thibodeau and Wilson, I think they're just perfectly set up for this next season to just have some fun and compete. Uh, in, in the back end of the draft, I got a linebacker, defensive lineman, offensive tackle, running back, just more depth additions to this Jets roster going forward to develop and whatnot. But if, like I said, if we get Thibodeau and Wilson, the top two picks of this draft, 
2022 is going to be a lot of fun, man. And I can't wait to see how the rest of this free agency plays out, what other depth moves Joe Douglas decides to make. As we get closer to the draft, what whispers we hear about what we think the Jets are going to be doing, I cannot wait. So this has been the Jets free agency recap, wave one. Uh, there's going to be a lot more signings coming coming soon. The NFL is not going to stop moving. There's still a lot of parts to be moved around. But as of right now, I'm feeling really good about this Jets free agency class, and so should you. So thank you for listening. I'll catch you guys next time. You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badweaver.